Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. Thanks for joining us back again this week. It's me, Chris, here with Patrick. Hi, Chris. And Steven. Hello. And our special guest, this is going to confuse everybody, our special guest, Allison. Hey, what's up? But it's not the same Allison nope, that we've had Allison this time. <laughs> this is Allison with a Y mm-hmm, before we had mm-hmm. Allison with an I. Where does the Y fit into that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's spell your name A L L Y S O N. I'm just kidding. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> so we can still keep them straight based on that technicality. You can just um, call me Other Allison. If we have two guests with the same first name, I don't know what we're going to do. Call me Al. <laughs> Allison holds the distinction of being one of those folks who is. We, we're making an arduous track of watching every horror movie on Netflix, but I think it's an even more arduous track to listen to every episode of every horror movie on Netflix, which Allison has done. How has that been? Uh, it has been a delightfully harrowing experience. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's quite the commitment, but ultimately, I believe it is worth it because I feel like I am a better person uh, because of it. I have learned so much from these wonderful uh, people. You guys hear that? We're educational. Yeah. So you, you listen to every <laughs> I episode. I listen to every episode. Do you watch the movies? No. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> Even when we all give it a view, like, it just happens exactly <laughs> once. Uh, some of the ones, I think the ones that you guys have like reviewed the, the best, I think I already watched before the episode. Okay. Explain the circumstances of why you decided to listen to all of our episodes. Um, so I was on a work trip. I was gone for a week and I had nothing else to do when I wasn't working other than listen to podcasts. So I binged real hard. So is this, are you listening like in a hotel or are you listening like on the road? Like you're driving uh, cross country? Both. There was a little bit of road listening. There's a little bit of working out at the gym at the hotel listening. Yep. Because if I had to, if I had to picture my ideal listener it's someone behind the wheel of a vehicle mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. cross country mm-hmm. route, route mm-hmm. 66 mm-hmm. i mean it was it was chicago i went to chicago or, uh, or highway 666 the devil's highway <laughs> you ever hear about that one mm-hmm. there's like it's a stretch of road in the southwest and it's got more like fatalities than any other stretch of road in the country i learned about that in like unsolved mysteries wow. back in the day which is coming back to netflix oh, apparently it is yeah Oh, yeah. Who's the new Robert Stack? We were talking about this, weren't we? No there, idea. There's no new Robert Stack. Jordan Peele. Mitch Pelleggi. That was one of my oh, favorite shows as a kid. I was obsessed with it. The real question, Allison, is have you had any driveway moments listening to Amos? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have. I'm like, just about to finish like an episode, and I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here in my driveway just a little bit longer. Thanks for that, Allison. Now, if you call right now and donate $10, you can get your free Amon tote bag. Dope. And uh, Allison, with a Y, we we usually ask our guests, you know, about their mm-hmm. you know, previous experience with horror. And, mm-hmm. and are you, do you consider yourself a horror fan? What's your kind of relationship? Do you have any favorite horror movies? I love spooky shit. So I'm not generally a big fan of like slasher films, but like I I'm a big fan of like the classic like gothic horror stuff and stuff like that. So I'm definitely a horror fan, but not an all horror fan because there's a lot of shit out there 
I heard you're a real life witch. Do you yeah. want to talk about that? Uh, that would probably be correct. Like super part time witch. Super part time. Okay. Super part time. Have, have you signed your name in the book of the beast? Nah, no, <laughs> no, man. He showed up at my door, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, man! I'm not interested in your goddamn book." So you're a white witch. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Explain some of your powers or, oh, or things that you've oh. you've dabbled with. I mean, I, I uh, okay. So <laughs> I guess I I dabble with like healing and manifestation work, and I uh, make my own black salt to protect my home. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We know Just about, like in a dark yeah, song. We know about that from a dark song. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. I do some candle magic um, for like manifestation work. And, you know, standard, I have a black cat. I read tarot cards. Does the cat talk? Uh, sometimes it sounds like he says, Mom. Oh, that's a talking <laughs> cat. <laughs> <laughs> or, or no. Sounds like he says, No. Can you perform a ritual to get us more listeners and subscribers and oh, iTunes good reviews? Ideas. I can work on an abundance ritual just for you guys. All right. Can you make this podcast profitable, please? <laughs> uh, I think that's still up to you. Damn it. It's going to take a whole coven to make that happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. And we're glad to be speaking this week about Jason X. Or Jason 10, if you prefer, which this was uh, Patrick's decision. He yes. won the Wheel of Death last time, made us all watch Jason X. And, and just reiterate again why you decided that this is a movie we needed to see. Just because I, I've been watching the entire Friday the 13th franchise. I've been super stoked about watching Jason X. Steven's commentary on it several episodes ago. I forget how it even came up in the first place, but certainly intrigued me. It's Jason in space, and I kind of wanted to bring you guys along because you're my, my best friends, my beloveds, and I wanted to bring you along on my crazy-ass, awful Friday the 13th watching journey. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> So briefly, because I hope that we don't have to watch... I mean, listen, buddy, you made us watch Terrifier, so I don't think you have any room to talk. <laughs> that was that was kind of a group decision, though. We'd all been talking about Terrifier. We weren't all talking about Jason X. Yeah, okay, we can talk about that another time. <laughs> well, we already did. I'm done with it. Uh, well, because I hope we don't have to do an episode where we review every Friday the 13th movie ever made, although it could happen, uh, well, just uh, br- briefly tell us about you know your thoughts on the whole Friday the 13th saga, because I have only seen the first one plus Freddy vs. Jason before this. I mean, I think I used the phrase last episode lukewarm garbage to describe them and i stand by that they're very formulaic there's not much to say man i mean there's like one that i actually enjoyed i enjoyed um fucking what's it called the one that you guys watched with me jason lives where he gets electrocuted at the beginning and comes back like from the literal grave out of his coffin that one has like a sense of humor and some self-awareness to it but otherwise, I don't know. I've just watched them because I kind of want to be able to say that I did and that I'm like aware of that piece of horror history, not because I've particularly enjoyed any of them. Oh, also the ninth one, Jason Goes to Hell, was fucking insane. There's a lot of insane mythology and history behind that that I could get into, and I just won't right now, but it is wild. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good experience to watch all of them, um, but I was surprised at the one we watched that it had that kind of uh, sense of humor to it mm-hmm. because the the first movie as i remember is very self-serious kind of like, yeah yeah it is 
So I mean, they develop more of a sense of humor as they go along, but it's like. I don't know. There's like Jason takes Manhattan where he like shows up in New York and it's like, oh, Jason interacting with homeless people. That's funny, right? And no, it's not. And that one, it takes stupid. like an hour and a half for him to get to Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Said. Yeah. Yeah. They're just on a boat, like on the way to New York for two thirds of the movie. I'm assuming from your guys' silence that you aren't extremely keen on the Friday the 13th series or have much experience with it. I've only ever seen part three, the 3D one. Oh, God. And I have no desire. Like, I really don't like slasher movies. Yeah, I have only seen the first one, and I was, like, a like in middle school when I saw it. So I'm not super familiar with them. And it didn't interest me too much, other than the fact that it is, you know, considered a classic horror film. Well, this time Jason's in space. Yep. How does he wind up there, Chris? Well, and he's there from moment one. Fortunately, it doesn't take him as long to get to space as it does to get to Manhattan. Yeah, this was great. And I, I assume, and Patrick can correct me if I'm wrong, I assume that there's no real continuity from this in the previous movie. No, and this actually upsets me because this is another thing about the series. Uh, there is a lot of continuity. Actually, the first like three, four, maybe even five actually do that thing that sequels used to do back in the day where they would show you like the final couple minutes of the previous movie and have that connective tissue and so even though it's like this ridiculous thing where he gets resurrected over and over and over again there's a narrative there's the appearance of a grand plan this one in the last movie jason went to hell as the title promises he gets dragged down to hell finally at the fucking end of the movie and in this one there's zero explanation as to why he is still alive which was to me as a uh a dedicated viewer of this series very upsetting but it takes place in the future the not too distant future so you can kind of use your imagination and assume that jason's had some adventures between the last movie and this one between going to hell and this movie right uh and basically if you know anything about jason you're up to speed because he's been captured and uh there's a disagreement between uh she's what she's a doctor or a yeah, she's a psychiatrist or something. Who knows? She works for the fucking prison, I think. Yeah, and she's like, One oh, this is another. a dangerous man, and the, the government is like, well, we need to research him because he regenerates, and we can use that ability. The government played by David Cronenberg. Yes. <laughs> the great the great David Cronenberg. Right, in a very brief appearance. Um, Baffling why he would have been interested to be in this movie. <laughs> long story short, he gets cryogenically frozen, and the, the woman who was the only human who understood the threat that he posed is also cryogenically frozen. And then fast forward 455 years and they get discovered by an archaeology class Mm. on the now dead planet earth and taken. Is that what they were in archaeology class? Yes. And taken up to space. Yeah. And that's it. And he's in space in the first 15 minutes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Pretty good stuff. Spacing. That's the premise of this movie, and I'll be damned. Finally, we have a movie that, you know, sticks to its premise, basically. It delivers what it promises up front. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I mean, God damn it! You know, I mean, I'm just going to keep talking about how I've watched all these movies, which everybody's fucking probably bored of already. Mm-hmm. But I loved. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I loved just the ballsiness of like, fuck it. Let's go to space. You know, we've worn out because they've been at fucking Camp Crystal Lake for nine movies now. And it's like, yeah, let's go to space. I was I was definitely enjoying the novelty of that. We should point out that the research facility that jason is like found in in the beginning is named after camp crystal lake is it yeah 
Oh, wow. it's called like Camp Crystal Lake Research. Right? Oh, that's funny. Oh, I didn't even that. pick I up on that. that. Uh-uh. No idea how I that came know. to be. But if you're giving credit for audacity, it's worth mentioning that Leprechaun went to space first. In <laughs> Did it? And then Hellraiser after oh. that. Hellraiser went to space too. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, so it's just a ripoff. I've actually never seen any of these horror icons in space films, uh, even though they are the inspiration for Deep Space Pizza Face, Pizza Face Killer 2. Um, so was this an inspiring journey for you? Did you get some ideas? I, it was. He texted me and he's like, I'm pissed at how many of my ideas Jason X ripped off. Yes, having never seen th- this movie before and not even really knowing what the concept was, I was frustrated that many of the story devices were similar to my concept for Deep Space Pizza Face. I don't really, really elaborate on the concept of Deep Space Pizza Face. Top secret. It's a very good idea. I mean, you never explained Pizza Face Killer on the podcast uh, in the first yeah. place, and I think it's one of those just sort of like Easter eggs where it's yeah. like, you know, in, an, in a like futuristic movie where you see like an ad for something on the street and it's just purely out of context you know or in its context like there's no there's no backstory yeah, that's what, but you know he was gonna be uh frozen they were gonna find him a team of researchers was gonna find pizza face killer frozen in like the the refrigerator of uh because he's a pizza right they were gonna find him frozen because <laughs> he's a pizza right literal pizza <laughs> he's a man made out of pizza just his face or his whole self it's it's his whole body has been it started off with a man who a pizza landed on his face while he was making it and he went through the pizza oven but it's a it's a supernatural pizza entity that eventually consumes him and he's just all pizza demon i have known chris for like 10 years or 15 years or some horrifying horse shit and i've heard you talk about this movie for another large number of years and i still don't fully understand what the fuck pizza face killer is about if i knew i would write it down if i knew but (laughs) anyway is there any pineapple on this pizza there's a lot of toppings within him i'm sure sure there'll be a subplot about pineapple on pizza okay like a mega mary's oh god the mega mary were you at all inspired by the skit the sketch from all that on nickelodeon no pizza face no i didn't have cable growing up for the most part I remember pizza face. Yep. Yep. Literal pizza for a face. So people might Mm. think that you've ripped that off. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, they're going to think they're all ripping Chris off. Jason 10, (laughs) Jason X. In 1996, they were ripping Chris off. They traveled forward into the future, (laughs) excavated Chris's brain from his head, extracted pizza face from it, and (laughs) voila. Yep. Pretty much. But yeah, this was pretty much everything I had hoped for out of a Jason in Space movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. It barely felt like a movie to me. It barely felt yeah. like a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I say when that's what I expect. Okay. Like, Jason movies generally barely feel like a movie. You know, I said Allison and I had gotten like 50 minutes into it, I think. five o minutes. And I was like, we've been watching this for a significant amount of time and i feel like we've been watching for five minutes because five minutes of like actual plot actual content is all that's happened otherwise mm-hmm. it's just been killings mm-hmm. and that's what jason movies are they're just a string of fucking killings mm-hmm. it's so cheap looking too like i feel like they reuse the sets from xenon from- i was <laughs> gonna say I was, okay i was gonna say that it, this movie feels like somebody was like you know what i really want to direct another xenon movie mm-hmm. but all i've been offered was this jason 
movie. Seen that girl of the 21st century. Uh huh. They're, 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 they're talking about Disney, Disney Channel, Channel original movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yup. And, and they were like, "Well, you can direct a, a 10th Jason movie." And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> but here's a concept: <laughs> Jason meets Xenon. You can't put Xenon in there. Fine." <laughs> See, I disagree. She's there. <laughs> I disagree about the cheapness. It did occur to me that the sets looked like they easily could have been ripped off from some other shitty like sci-fi production. But we were we were both saying that like the the CG, especially, I was surprised at how good that looked for its era, and also the fact that it's you know a fairly low budget fucking Jason movie. I think their entire uh, budget went to the CG work is what it looked like. I mean, it was a, such a low-budget movie. This is a 2001 movie, okay? Like $14 million or something? I don't know what the budget was. I looked it up earlier. It was like, four, I think it said 14 to $17 million. Yeah, the internet says it was $14 million and it made $17 million. <laughs> Incredible. But it's 2001, so, you know, th- this is after, I mean, obviously it's not comparable budgets, but like Star Wars Episode One for all its problems, the CG looks a lot better than this. That's oh, awesome. I Star Wars, though. Mm, Are you serious? I'm extremely serious about that. The only yeah. thing that the only CG that looks shitty in this movie are those monsters when they're playing mm-hmm. the like video game, and those are supposed to look. The shitty. starships look cheap. I oh my know. god! What? Yeah, the scene where the starship like crashes into the port looks yeah. ridiculous. There was a that nice practical awesome. effect. Are you there. shitting me? Uh, yeah, there was a good practical effect in it, but that whole thing I it thought wasn't was. A, I didn't think it was a good practical effect, but it was a practical effect. I thought that was surprisingly well rendered for the time and the budget, for the time, but, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. This we was a year after Fellowship of the Ring came out. I it, mean, come on. I mean, the opening was sequence really? did yeah, look like it was right. out of the beginning of the Two Towers, though. <laughs> With all of like, I thought that they were in like the the depths of uh of Isengard. Because it just starts out with this scene of, like, oh, flaming, no. like, hell shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look nearly no, no, that good. No, it looked good. like fucking Spawn. It looks fine. It looked like Spawn the movie. I, it I did. thought of the Spawn, opening, but, we're the, like inside but the effects of Jason. so much better. Yeah. Yeah, that opening is wild. I don't know what the fuck I is going like on I it begins in hell. Like, it's a callback to Jason goes to hell. There's yeah. kind of like a Boshian hellscape with flames shooting out all over the I place. I feel like that's my explanation. That's my, like, connective tissue that I'm looking for between yeah. Jason goes to hell and Jason acts. But that's all I get is this fucking flaming hell. And then we're, like, kind of... There's weird POV <laughs> shots from inside Jason's body as people are, like, cutting into it and autopsying it. And that... That opening sequence is fucking a trip. It reminded Stephen of Hieronymous Bosch. <laughs> Stephen already said that. Why are you saying that? I just I, I picked up on that. That was funny. No, but CG aside, it does look very cheap. It, I was going to say it looks like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, but not the movies that they actually watch on Mystery Science Theater 3000, but like the intermission skits that they do on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Are any of you keen on Mystery Science Theater? Yeah, 3000? I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Like it's Never like, watched it actually. Just exactly the same kind of sets and everything like that, and I, yeah, I, super cheap, made for TV looking. I disagree. I, th- I, th- I mean, I don't think it looks great. The CG actually impressed me again for its time and its era. The sets are are fine. They're fine. I mean, let's be real. This is the tenth movie in a series that probably went off the rails a long time before it reached the tenth one, and had been defunct for like a decade when this what movie came out. What else do you expect? <laughs> yeah, agreed. So Jason fucking unfreezes, he defrosts on this space station. Oh, also we are introduced to some like pretty impressive technology that's capable of immediately like stitching people back together. Nanomachines, baby. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which of course kind of raises the question of why can't we just bring back everyone who dies in this movie? Because only certain people are granted that like 
miraculous resurrection. Mm, you found so, a plot hole in Jason X. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. So their plan is to bring back the the woman to life, but they don't plan on bringing Jason back to life. Right. The woman being like the one from the like one who is, 450 yeah, years 455 ago. years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or as the, because there's a cyborg, there's an android, of course, mm-hmm. as part of the crew. Yeah. And she says that the Jason and the woman are 4.55 centuries old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how they tell us how old everything is. <laughs> yeah, but of course Jason wakes up. Uh, Particularly because not necessarily because but there happens to be three different couples who are just getting ready to get down and dirty and he is just feeling that sexual energy yeah i mean (laughs) you know we've been through like nine movies basically of jason uh being at camp crystal lake and there's all these fucking horny teenagers around all the time he's fucking them up and so basically we get onto a space station it's the future we're in this futuristic fucking lab and already you've got all these like horny teenagers basically running around in the lab for no reason whatsoever other than i guess it's an archaeology class which is i guess sort of an interesting explanation but it's just funny to me that immediately you have everybody running around like wanting to have sex and three different couples go off to fuck simultaneously leaving the their supervisor teacher whatever the fuck alone in the lab with mm-hmm. frozen jason and there's a hilarious scene where there's like <laughs> the this one dude is like taking his girlfriend's panties off and then it cuts back to the lab and jason's hand twitches like jason just sensed a pussy being licked and he was like oh, oh god let's go. <laughs> as they were getting aroused jason was rousing mm-hmm. well, he was know, ready you can you can read some uh maybe some self-referential stuff into there you know he's uh jason's comes to life when there's a sexual energy that's what makes him want to kill again thaws him out i mean this movie is self-referential and it has a sense of humor i just didn't think it was funny or very imaginative (laughs) oh yeah the moments i mean and there's one moment in particular that we'll probably talk about later but there's one moment in particular where it seems to be like very self-referential and self-aware and it's like come on come on you are playing exactly by the playbook that you're making fun of right now you know yeah it's not funny because it's trying to be unfortunately <laughs> but jason wakes up and in my opinion gets to like one of his best kills in this moment and i enjoyed in this that movie, kill right off the bat mm-hmm. he shoves the scientist woman's head into a vat of i don't know cryotechnology whatever the fuck fluid that just like insta freezes her face which is enough she's already dead as soon as he pulls her out of this fluid but then he bashes her head into a counter and her, the front of her face shatters and just like the back of her head is left that it's, was it's gruesome and rough stunning oh yeah some some fun kills in this movie liquid nitrogen yeah that's what i was trying to think of i mean we should also comment on there are some incredible outfits in this film i feel Whoa. like Allison that and scientist Steven who gets crushed oh my god the, on this. the double sweater thing that she's wearing i mean it, it really truly looks like they took late 90s fashion and were like how do we make this kind of look like it's futuristic but still solidly set it in the late 90s there are lots of exposed midriffs there are mm-hmm. lots of uh sort of you know like flared um what do they call the pants at that time what are those flares called? flares sure yeah <laughs> um, a lot of boot cut jeans a lot yeah of boot cut jeans. yeah yes that's what i was trying to think of boot cut jeans yeah and even like the like the scientist like the person in charge has like this top that's just like all midriff she looks exactly tops. the same as her as her students 
But yeah, very, very, uh, if Xenon grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was relieved, though, at the at the tone of the movie, because I was, ex- knowing, knowing nothing about the movie going into it, I was expecting kind of like a super edgy, trying too hard to be dark, kind of like a Spawn type of movie, where it's like on mm. a space station and Jason's creeping around with a chain around his neck, killing people, and that's <laughs> not at all what you get. I expected, like, Slipknot on the soundtrack. Going yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it, it's a it's a f- attempts to be a really fun and funny movie. Um, attempts is a attempts, and, and it, I laughed. You know, I laughed uh, at times, and uh, I was like, okay, I, I can get on board with the intentional cheese level of this movie. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna put Jason in space, I'm glad that you have some self awareness to to do a cheesy ass movie. There are a couple of major puns in this movie, and I can only think of one of them right now. But there there are a couple of big pun lines right before people die. Yeah. Well, do tell. What's the one you can think of? Oh, the one where the woman's like about to get sucked out of the spaceship, which might be like spoiler room material, but who gives a fuck? (laughs) Like right before she lets go because she can't hold on anymore. She's like, this is going to suck on so many levels. And then she gets sucked out of the... Ebert began his review with that line. This sucks on so many levels. And he said, it's rare for a film to describe itself so clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Did did Ebert give it any credit for like trying to be self-aware or knowingly dumb? No. So Ebert actually, I looked back at his reviews for the first two films. The second one was the last one he'd reviewed until this. And he put in parentheses at the end of him. Well, he refused to review the other ones. The end of his review for the second film said, in parentheses, this review should suffice for any Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a real problem with like the dead teenager concept. And, mm. like, well, and the misogyny and all yeah. that. I, I wanted to go back to special effects. There's a really funny line. In, in, well, there are many funny lines in his review. With Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones opening in mid-May, there's a lot of talk lately about how good computer-generated special effects have become. On the basis of the effects in Jason X and the much more entertaining Scorpion King, we can all we can also chat about how bad they're getting. Perhaps audiences do not require realistic illusions, but simply the illusion of realistic illusions. Shabby special effects can have their own charm. I just disagree with that so much. What what was a scene that looked really bad that just like took you guys out all of this? All the exterior shots of the spacecraft. Are you shitting? Yeah. I just feel like I'm for two thousand one for a movie that came out in two thousand one with great. that low of a budget. I mean, that is way better than I was expecting. It yeah. looks like a Sci Fi Channel original movie from the nineties. It looks um, like the I cut thought, scene no. of like a PlayStation One game from nineteen ninety eight. No, there's no. It's not that bad. No, you no. are so wrong. <laughs> it looks better than. I haven't seen this the the prequel trilogy in a while, but it looked. I, I remember like there's many, no comparison. I remember many scenes from the prequel trilogy where I'm like, oh, that looks like shit. There was nothing in this movie uh, where I went, oh, that looks like shit. Maybe it's because everything that, looks like, like video shit. game scene. It's not like you're mm. going from like they're on Tatooine in Episode One and it's all actual like practical sets, and then they go into space and it's CG, and you're like, oh, that CG looks like shit. Maybe it's because everything looks like shit. It numbed your brain. It's science. Nah. <laughs> No. Well, we're going to agree to disagree. Our, our listeners can can skim through it judge on Netflix for and just judge for yourself if the CG is at all acceptable. I mean, but you know, there's something we said. Yeah. Hey, was, when we give it four view its, they might go watch it for themselves. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was shitty, but like, yeah, you know, you can tell what's going on. Like, it's kind of like a puppet show, or it's like the idea of a spaceship instead of like, a, <laughs> you know, I'm actually sold on a spaceship. Well, let's talk about no. that scene that is intentionally shitty looking. Mm. Somehow, Jason winds up in a virtual reality game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can anybody explain this? 
to me? No. Okay, there is no, no that explanation. Was, that was good. That was good. Um, what? I mean, it's an it interesting concept, concept, but it doesn't make any sense. So here's what they did with the scene. And, <laughs> Let's and try that again with all four of us. <laughs> it's a good concept. <laughs> that scene for me, you know, it was interesting because it's like, what the hell's going on here? It kind of sets up that these military guys are, like, maybe badasses. I mean, we should explain what the fuck we're talking about. So, there's, like, a scene where these two dudes on the ship are playing a virtual reality game. At first, you think that maybe these guys are, like, hiding from Jason or something unnamed in the ship. Uh, And you quickly realize they're being chased by these really shitty-looking CG aliens, and they're just playing a video game that's like a virtual reality training simulator. Is it? I mean, it's military guys. It's 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 gamified killing, just like how our video games prepare young children to enter the armed services Mm -hmm. in real life. (laughs) Very similar. Yeah. But, like, Jason appears in the game somehow, yes. inexplicably, even though the entire reality of the game is computer-generated and not real, and these guys are just sitting on the floor while they're standing and, like, shooting guns and shit in real life. Jason appears in the game, shreks them both, slices them both fucking open. They don't care, because that's in the game. They end the game. They're still okay. Jason is standing there, and it's just really uh, very bizarre that how Jason somehow me. enters I, the game and interacts with their avatars. I didn't need to understand. You know, this isn't James Cameron's avatar. I didn't really need to. <laughs> I didn't need to understand the nuts and bolts of like how the virtual reality simulation worked. I was like, this is four point five five centuries from now. Yeah, I feel like Avatar is your kill list. You reference Avatar every episode. It's yeah, my we need what? A effect. Yeah, it's my what? It's your kill list. Yeah, we should get a sound effect for Avatar. Maybe I'll maybe I'll work on that. I'll give you some credits. I'll give I'll tip you some tokens James if you come Cameron's up with an Avatar. Avatar. No, it was, it was fine. And then and then they they used the same setup. It, it was a setup with a payoff. Uh, unlike a lot of scenes in this movie, so mm. that yeah, was I guess that's yeah, true. It, Here's my problem. It comes back with it, in a clever way later, for sure. In the VR scene, VR Jason like kills both of those guys in really imaginative ways or like imaginative compared to the rest of the film. Like he slices one of them in half and like the head is dangling off the side and still talking when we're in reality. He just like beats the shit out of them very quickly Mm -hmm. and dispenses of them with like no, no flourishes whatsoever. Yeah. Like one dude, he just like breaks his spine basically. And the other one, he bashes his head again. You have have an opportunity to kill these people twice in ways that are both entertaining. Like I just feel that. And he's just like exhausted by the second round. He's like, let me just get this over with. Jeez. (laughs) I mean, they definitely make up for it. Like there are some memorable kills. There are some crazy the problem is there's too much dispensable cast in the movie. There's, there's so, so much too many much people in this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like they're just putting characters in here just to be like, I mean, we want to kill mm, how many people? What, 20? Let's just let's just put in like 20 people we don't care about. There's maybe like five or six kills where I could go back and say, well, that's clever or that's clever. Yeah. And then the rest mm-hmm. of it is just like he just stabs him with a machete like in mm-hmm. five seconds. I mean, I've seen a lot of fucking cannon fodder characters in 10 of these movies now but this is probably second or third on the list for just sheer amount of fucking superfluous characters who are there just to be killed but again maybe that's part of the self-referential nature of the movie you know 
Maybe. I found it exhausting. There was a moment where I realized there were 30 minutes left in this movie, and there were more people than I realized were even in the movie to begin with still alive. I had the <laughs> same moment, and I was like, Christ, how much more can you milk out of this? Right. <laughs> but yeah, there's like this whole sequence not long after, like the VR sequence, where like just all of these characters are just sent into the situation literally just to be killed, essentially. That was kind of okay for me. For me, that was basically equivalent to, you know, when the Marines go in and James Cameron's aliens to kill the aliens. and they Oh, just as opposed to the up. other aliens movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got these ultimate badasses and you're like, oh, all right, they're going to they're gonna kill Jason, right? And no, nowhere even close. And so then the students realize that mm-hmm. they're all alone on the spaceship with Jason and no one's going to save them. Mm-hmm. That works like that. You get some good, mo- you get the most badass, like the leader of them all. He gets stabbed. He's like, mm-hmm. it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to put down this <laughs> old dog. And then he gets stabbed again. And he's like, oh, that, that'll do it. <laughs> he does yeah. literally say that. That was pretty funny. You know, that's fun. It was all fun. I didn't mind that part. Seeing Jason creep around. A lot of good little ch ch ch. Dude, yeah. no. There were only two of those. Oh, only? Yeah, yeah. There's one early in the in the thing, and then one later in a moment. We'll talk about in the spoiler room. Those are the only ch 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 in this movie, which is shocking. Oh, I, I maybe I felt like I heard it more than that, but maybe I just because it should have played yeah. so many times and it yeah. doesn't. They they like Piece decided they were better needs than his that. own t- uh, theme like that. Yeah, maybe like a mandolin. I will say one of my favorite kills, at least for just like how the person died and the kind of the aftermath of that was in that sequence of just Jason wasting all of these grunts and this he throws this dude off of some kind of thing and throws him onto basically an like auger? this jo- oh, God. yes and oh, that the was guy the just yeah. spins down <laughs> as like this this giant screw. screw is like through his abdomen and it's it was it was disgusting yeah and then right and after that somebody's like oh what happened to whatever his name is chris mm-hmm. and the other person's like he got screwed. But, and, and that's so fun. clever. It, no, it's funny, and especially because it's like you know they're still like put, have the veneer of like serious military guys. So he's on his radio. He's like, oh, I found him. What's his condition? Uh, he's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just some good old like you know that's the kind of shit that you'd see in like Commando or something like that. <laughs> that's all good. It was all fun. It was. It was. It, was, it, was, it seems like something you would write into one of your screenplays. That seemed like a very Chris kind of line. <laughs> didn't bother me it was a movie that attempted to be a lot of fun and it was fun in some places Mm -hmm. i'm glad that he went in this direction with it like this is a movie where if they had made a serious version i would be here being like it's a stupid concept they should have played it you know for stupid (laughs) i really expect stupid (laughs) (laughs) i really expected you to have more complaints well my complaint is that it was boring, kind of. You mm-hmm. know, it went. Uh, on, it felt like it went on a little too long. Like just, and it's under ninety minutes. If I'm not I mistaken, <laughs> ninety-one. Like, oh, okay. The problem with this movie is it didn't take itself seriously, and that was good, and it was fun, mm-hmm. but it was it was stupid at a level of like an asylum movie where it felt like they just weren't putting in any effort to make a good movie. And you can have a dumb movie that with the comedy and still have it be like decent and interesting. I mean, speaking of quality and asylum type of shit, there were some asylum quality performances in this for oh, sure. Yeah, for like, sure. 
almost almost nothing good in the performance department other than the robot lady mm-hmm. i liked her oh yeah she was great she was solid she might have been the best to me it felt like the acting was very much like okay and you're gonna say this right now and they're like okay yes and then i'm saying my line right now oh yes and then and then i'm saying my line in response not a lot of feeling not a lot of feeling that's okay it's fine I'm just looking up the director because you're talking about the performance. I was curious and, and I didn't I'm have like, time to. Who is this man? What has he done? Well, he's dead now. He died in 2012. Oh, all right. Let's not, let's not no, I bring him if, into this. Let's not disrespect the dead. Oh, no, yeah, I disrespect wonder if he him. fell on an auger. Oh, God. Oh. Um, but uh, his name was James Isaac and he was a special effects supervisor. Oh, of course. And he made, but that's the thing. This isn't a movie that's like really great on special. I mean, I guess it is in some parts, but it's not really a great effects film. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But he made <laughs> creatures. I mean, for... We've already agreed to dis- disagree <laughs> on that topic. So yeah. let's not uh, wake sleeping dogs. He made creatures for Return of the Jedi and Gremlins and House 2, the second story. Oh, nice. Yeah, he did. And he worked on uh, Arachnophobia. Oh. All right. James Isaac. Is that his name? James Isaac? Yeah. My boy. And uh, But then he directed... He didn't direct many movies. He had one movie in 1989 called The Horror Show, and then he did Jason X, and then he did a movie called Skinwalkers, which I think I've heard of, but I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I recognize that poster for sure. And then that was it. That's all he wrote. R.I.P. James Isaac, my favorite filmmaker. <laughs> Jason X, his magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, this is... His crowning this achievement. Is, I was wondering what the other actors have done, because the, the woman who plays the android yes, I thought, who is she? had the best performance and she kind of looked familiar um, she reminded me of bryce dallas howard yes that's what uh, i was gonna say well her other credits include andromeda kevin sorbo vehicle that was on from 2000 to 2005 i remember that, I remember that. uh forever night which uh was that the one no that was the one but yeah that was the one about the vampire who's a homicide detective that was <laughs> on like sci-fi channel that's the, that's the that's the kind of era we're working in but but yeah, that was a great role. Well, I got to talk about her some more. I think we got to go to the spoiler room. So there's only one thing left to do. Got to review it. Patrick, you picked the movie. Would you view it? Cue it oh, or man, screw fuck. it? I'm not ready. No, somebody else go. Okay, he's not ready. I haven't even thought Steven, about this. Steven, I'm sure you're ready. Would you cue it, view it, or screw it? <laughs> screw it. I didn't mention earlier that <laughs> I... He's always ready. <laughs> I didn't mention earlier that I actually saw this movie when it was in theaters. Oh, hell wow. yeah. This is my, my second journey to space with Jason. How much yeah. did you pay? <clears throat> X dollars. Oh, God. Come on. You were what, like nine, ten? Uh, nine, would have been X. Twelve, right? Yeah, sure. 2002? 2001, I think. One, two. I don't know. Who cares? Too young. Yeah, it's, it's garbage. It feels like a made-for-TV movie. I don't like the Jason franchise. I don't like slashers. It's trying to be funny, and it's not. The special effects are terrible. I don't care what Patrick says. Agree and disagree. Sleeping dogs. <laughs> anyway, screw it. Allison, Allison. with a Y. <laughs> this is this is tough. Um, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to give it a cue it. Um, because I went in with very, very, very low expectations, <laughs> and I got some entertainment out of it. But I also grew up watching shitty sci-fi horror and getting some entertainment out of that. So while I recognize that it's not exactly a great 
movie. Um, it was entertaining enough for me to be like, hey, do you kind of want to watch a shitty sci-fi horror? Yeah, then watch Jason X. <laughs> and that's how I feel about that. I would give it a cue it. I was early on in this movie, I was trying to find a way to give it a view it because uh, it seems like a movie I should love more than I do. <laughs> it's just, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but it just feels like it's almost great, but then they just didn't really care. Like they're trying to make, they're, they're trying to make a funny movie. They, they couldn't have found like a funny person to give the script like a second pass. It and needed just, like, one more draft. The dialogue a little bit or something. Uh, it was it was content to be at that asylum level of schlock, which I can appreciate that that's what they were trying to do, but it's not a movie I would really recommend to anybody because of that. Um, so yeah, cue it, Patrick. Have you have you made your decision for Christ? Yes, <laughs> for Christ. Um, yeah, this is listen. This is uh, my second, maybe third favorite film in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I would give it a cue it. I can't bring myself to give it a view it. I think I also, like you, Chris, was looking for reasons to do so, but I can't I can't quite go there. It is certainly worth watching just for the novelty value of mm-hmm. Jason in space. If you're a fan of sci-fi horror, if you're a fan of Jason, slashers, whatever the fuck. Um it's there there's enough entertainment value here. I like that concept though i'm really kind of turning that around in my head like what if this had gotten one more draft and actually been turned into something like truly like a little more transcendent and a little more clever and a little more <laughs> worthwhile no i i know what you're saying wait what are you guys laughing at <laughs> the idea that this movie could be transcendent in any way like, what would that even look like more meaning to it you know it really revolutionized the sci-fi horror genre no but i mean what if it actually transcended your expectations of it and transcended its genre like i think that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. here if, no, if I, it I transcended agree. those low expectations that you kind of tend to go into it with might and really needed. kind of pushed and really kind of pushed the concept to the next level might have needed a couple more drafts for there's, that there's a lot of good stuff in this <laughs> yeah, movie i didn't laugh at y'all's comments <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in this movie i thought and and mm. scenes here and there where it's like if you cut out everything that was in between these scenes and then you filled it with something where like i could tell the characters apart for starters um <laughs> you know and that's the thing you can still have a funny movie where i can tell the characters apart and this movie just didn't give a fuck Mm-hmm. It's not the Jason 10 movie we deserve. I think it pretty much is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all the negative connotations. You know, we should talk about the title before we go to the spoiler rim. We didn't bring this up. Are we Are we calling it Jason X or Jason 10? I've been saying Jason X, but I mean, Jason 10 really makes sense. Jason X makes about as much sense as calling Halloween H20 exactly. Halloween H20. But I'm sure if we pull the trailer, it's Jason X. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to blast off into the spoiler room, and we're going to tell you about, you know, there were actually a couple twists, a couple interesting things towards the end that we've been withholding, because if you decide to watch this movie, we don't want to spoil the surprise. But stick around. We'll spoil those surprises. We'll tell you how it ends. We'll tell you if Jason dies for real this time. Um, so stick stick around. We'll see you soon. Or go watch the movie. Your choice. Approaching space station spoiler room. Arrival in T minus five seconds.
Three seconds. One second to impact. We have docked. Ah, <laughs> about to get fucked. Yeah, so that was the big surprise for me because uh, at the midpoint of the movie, they're on a spaceship. The Jason shows up, kills everybody, and then they're like, oh, we got to dock at this space station, and there we will be safe. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to see part one of our story, Jason kills everyone on the space shuttle. It's part two of our story, Jason kills everyone on the space station. Our story today in two acts. Yep. Act one. We're on the space spaceship. <laughs> That's what you expect is going to happen. That's what you expect, but then they they make it a space station, and the space station just explodes. Yeah, yeah so we're still space station the- Solaris, the- and I will not forgive them for that reference. That was yeah, that was pretty pretty ballsy. Well, yeah, it was Solaris, and then the the ship that they were on was Grendel. Yes. <laughs> If you know your Middle English literature, you might recognize that name. Mm-hmm. And they were also eventually communicating with another one called Tiamat. Or if you've seen the uh, great 2007 Ray Winstone film, Beowulf. Yes. Robert Zemeckis, right? Yeah. yeah. What's Tia- Tiamat? I-, I think it's a D&D monster. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's, that's cute. <laughs> so they're moth. Like, I mean, there's like Grendel and then there's Tiamat, so it's like monsters. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's cute. But my big question was, you know, when's Jason going to get the sicko mask? Because he's got the, like, normal hockey mask, but you see in all the posters and everything, he's got the crazy, you know... Uh, and the little Netflix little, shot. Little and sicko mode mask. And what, gonna... it, what does sicko mode mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> he's got the little, like, you know, metal mask fused to his face, and I'm like, oh, when's he going to get that? When's he going to get that? So they accidentally destroy the other the space station just mm-hmm. that they fuck it and <laughs> they realize well that's not an option what are we gonna do and the android lady uh gets a bit of an upgrade beautiful love story by the way mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. cyber nerd student and mm-hmm. the android very progressive a wonderful and weird scene in which he tries to give her nipples because she wants to be more like oh, a human she, yeah. Has, yeah. she has breasts but they don't have nipples and he tries to give her nipples and they just fall off and she she's very them. upset yeah she's very upset because she wants to be more like a human he's like you're beautiful just the way you are more scene. relevant today than it was yep. at the time maybe yeah mm-hmm. beautiful I mean, story i mean arguably no it's it was the same amount of relevance i think it's just more <laughs> acceptable in the mainstream right. these days so she basically gets like this dominatrix badass upgrade yeah, <laughs> yeah. She comes out in fucking latex corset it's very yeah. like matrix meets resident evil yeah, yeah mm-hmm. yes. oh 100 percent. that's exactly what it is to fuck jason up and i was expecting jason's just gonna dispose of her and that's gonna be uh oh what do we do now there's a a little bait and switch there where he stabs her and she fakes him out and pretends to be dead and then she fucks him up when he gets close oh that's right yeah and she just she just fucks him up Mm -hmm. tears into shreds various weaponry but we've established that like like combustible weapons and ammunition are not going to kill him so why is that her only tactic 
They just keep firing as many bullets. Well, yeah, it works. I mean, it, it succeeds. She had like a grenade it, launcher or something. Was like the difference. I mean, here's the thing. It though. should work. This is punching holes in them like the size of Coke cans, and they were blowing up. This was to me an awesome and entertaining scene. Mm-hmm. But here's the big thing: is she doesn't do anything that anyone else couldn't have already done. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all these weapons were presumably on the ship, and anyone else could have operated them. Like she does some sweet like kicks and karate moves, but none of that really like has any effect it's an awesome scene still it's fun to watch but like she doesn't actually really change the game in any significant way i'm willing to accept in the jason goes to space movie that (laughs) an android might be more uniquely suited to killing jason than a normal human sure but have have her do it holding her back exactly yeah Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna say Uh, yeah but I mean, so yeah, she succeeds. She literally blows his fucking arm and a fucking leg off, and, and his then head. blows his head. his head off in the most satisfying moment I've seen in a movie probably since since Halloween H twenty twenty years later. Yeah, it blows his head off. And I'm like, and he's a pile of slop, and it's like great, great molasses ending. oozing out. Great of his ending wounds. to a movie. I'm satisfied. Let's let's go home. Let's put the popcorn down. <laughs> Let's turn off the TV. Let's go to bed, everybody. But then the fucking then twenty minutes left, <laughs> and you're like, "Some nanobots. shit's gonna happen." Yeah, the nanobots come in. They patch him up. Well, their dumbasses don't just take his corpse and 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 throw it into space like they should. They're like, "Oh, let's take care of our problem that we're just floating in space. Let's find someone." And they just leave his corpse there on some shit. That looks like it has some, you know, uh, intelligence to it. And it decides, oh, we can reconstruct this life, can't we? Let's try. I mean, we we agree because we've seen everyone knows the only way to get rid of a, a monster in space is to flush it into space. Yeah. We learned that in James Cameron's Aliens. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what they, they almost deserve. Done. What's coming for not doing that, you know? But the nano machines build them and they give them the sweet mask. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's the question though: why didn't why weren't those nano machines rebuilding everybody else? Why is because the they were yeah? Why is Jason special? Because he up? landed on the technology. Oh, like he, he fell landed on the, table. on the thing that that detects. Oh um, yeah. That. Oh well, huge oversight on the androids' part then to leave yeah. them there. And also he yeah. And also once you're dead, I don't think the nano machines can bring you back to life. But Jason can never special. Really die. Yeah. So. Mm. I wanted to see them actually put together this fucking new Jason because he just shows up with all like his metal body parts and shit and I kind of wanted to see them the nano nanobots actually assemble new Jason so that was the first big surprise and then there's some sort of thing where they're they're trying to get onto our like a rescue shuttle that's coming mm-hmm. I didn't really care about any of that no but I did like when they have them cornered and they're yeah. trying to escape on the shuttle and they trap him in the VR world again and he's back at like Camp Crystal Lake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. fun and that like was for cool. For a moment, he catches a, a glimpse of the dude who's manipulating the whole scenario, and then he's like, oh, I think I can create a distraction for him. And I was like, it's going to be a naked woman. Turns out yep. to be two naked women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see some tits. And they're like, hey, you want to drink? You want to smoke pot? You want to have some some sex? Some pre-marital, like, pre-marital sex. Pre-marital sex, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that moment, 
this was kind of the most cringy moment of the movie like being hey look we're self-aware we understand you know the jokes about jason i mean yeah that wasn't funny but the funniest part of the movie was jason killing them right in oh her sleeping God. bags so there's a heart they're like you that's cut- happened before that's, oh has yeah it? that's more or less reference to previous oh, movies because he's done that yeah oh. does he actually like pick a teen up in a sleeping bag and yes. slam them into another oh. teen uh no the slamming into another teen was a new wrinkle okay. previously he's picked up someone in a sleeping bag and slammed them repeatedly into a tree oh. okay. well it was hilarious and especially because it's done with like a hard cut where you see our heroes like trying to escape hard cut to jason the last time you saw was these girls like propositioning him hard cut back to him he's just slamming the sleeping <laughs> bags together <laughs> that's funniest part of the movie the whole movie should have been more like that mm-hmm. agreed um and and then that's basically it. I mean, they they the guy who died, the old dog, badass mm-hmm. marine guy, the old dog. He he s- survives and somehow, and he becomes a badass yet again. He has mm-hmm. to do a spacewalk for some reason or mm-hmm. another. Uh, I forget how Jason gets kicked out into space, or maybe he just runs down the hallway as it's like detaching. It or gets something. doesn't it get blown up? I think it gets blown up the the ship. The whole, the whole, yeah, the whole ship they're on gets blown up. Yeah, so that's how he gets, he gets blown up with it. Well, and then his, he's flying towards the other ship that the couple people have escaped onto, and they're like, "Oh no, he's coming this way!" And then you see the captain dude just flying in his spacesuit and grabs onto Jason and hurls around the Earth. Yeah. Two. Now here's the here's the question: Is that the Earth? No. It's Earth 2. Is it? Do they say that it's Earth 2? They reference an Earth 2, right? Yeah, somebody's like, it looks so beautiful. Yeah, they reference an Earth 2. Yeah. Okay. I really wanted, when that happened, I really wanted to, after they went around, like, the back of the Earth, I wanted to see them come around the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but that girl who gets sucked out into space, oh. I mean, not it's a very simple mo- moment, very simple effect, but very effective. Like, they basically just hung probably a piece of raw chicken over mm-hmm. this fucking, like, opening that she gets sucked out of. It's not it's not shown in any, like, great length or great detail, but it's a nice, nasty, gross little moment. It made my stomach churn at the thought of what happened to her. Right. Doesn't a grate, like, fly up and block the hole, and then she goes through that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah she just gets sucked through a grate. She gets uh Doesn't that happen sucked. in Alien Resurrection? I don't remember. I think one of the aliens gets sucked through a hole in a similar manner. Oh. Manner. Should rewatch that. The second best alien movie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. After James Cameron's Aliens movie. Get the fuck out. Anyway. So low on the list. So, yeah. so, so, Captain, you know, grabs onto Jason. They are essentially hurtling towards Earth 2 in a fiery ball. <laughs> they go through the atmosphere. It's and, beautiful. Uh, yeah, re entry. Yeah. They burn up on re entry, and then yeah. we see a cute little couple at what looks like Crystal Camp Crystal Lake. Lake. Yep. But we know it's not Crystal Lake because we know that the Earth has died. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. good point. I didn't even yeah. think that's that. why I asked so if it was Earth. Earth. Too. Yeah, duh. Yeah, so. It's Crystal Lake, too. Yeah, so, so it's like the history repeats itself, but it's it's light years away from, yeah. from our Earth. Uh, and they're like, oh, look, a little shooting star. Let's go check it out. I think it landed in the lake. Oh, that was that was cute. I had no problems with that. That was cute. But all sure. that's in the lake is just that? the mask. I had no problems with it. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, there's the mask, and then you realize, like, oh, no, this is the chance for Chase to come back. Except it's just the mask, so, like, what, what, what else could happen? Like, his body 
finally seems to have been fully disintegrated. You know, oh, he'll, he'll come back. Jason. He went to hell. There, and he there wound no up in space. Films. Or no, there's Freddy versus Jason. How does he come back in Freddy versus Jason? I don't think I that's really in well, continuity. Fr- Fre- it's not. Well, here's a, this movie takes place in 2455 or something. Right. Oh, so, right. So it's post-Freddy it's versus post Jason. It's post-Freddy versus Jason. And it's also, yeah, the entire continuity of the movie is post-Freddy oh, versus Jason. Oh, I wish you had seen Freddy versus Jason. I wish we could talk about that on the show, because I have some strong opinions about the I can't wait movie. to see it. It's next on the list. Then I'm going to watch Friday the 13th, 2009 reboot. No, I, I, that was good. Jason's still out there. He might come back. I was just glad, you know, we don't have to watch it. You know, what, like, I, wouldn't, I would not have wanted that movie to, like, tack on another 10 minutes, like, on the new planet. <laughs> no. <laughs> there- there's already enough like false endings. I do like false endings like that. Like if you watch like a uh, uh, from Russia with love or like mm. some of the old James Bond movies where it's like, oh, that's the end of the movie. Oh wait, no, there's another villain coming back. Oh, there's yeah. another villain coming. That's fun if that's the point, but not if I want it to be over. Yeah, not, not when the movie's treading water. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was good with New Jason showing up. I, yeah. New was Jason good was with fun. the kind of multiple fake outs. They were having some. It's fun all par with for the movie. course. It's all good. Yeah. Well, Jason okay. X, closing closing the book. Closing the book. What are we watching next? We are watching next. We're back to alphabetical order. We're watching Cirque du Freak, the Vampire's Assistant. Wow. With, I got to look this up. Does that's, this have John C. Riley in it? I think so. There, uh, that sounds like there's Freak. definitely a colon in that title, right? Yes. Are we are we implying there's an entire Cirque du Freak franchise, perhaps even a Cirque du Freak cinematic universe? I think it's one of those things where they tried to make a franchise starting with the first movie, and I don't think it worked out. Ah. Which is so we're a very common an, symptom of modern movie making. We're going to see an aborted cinematic universe. We're going to make Peter Pan. We're going to bring Peter Pan into the 21st century come to the theater and see Peter Pan volume one the child with potential <laughs> and then like <laughs> bombs and they never make Peter Pan 2 yeah is John C. Riley in it Steve Have yes we he is determined oh okay That's, also what um, is this about like that tight I mean so the vampire's assistant I guess that tells me something sort of but what is Cirque du Freak what does that even mean is that a book I think it's, I think it's a books. young adult series. It has to be oh, young adult so, because okay. it's PG-13. It seems like it's like family fair, like it would be a PG spooky movie, but it's PG-13, so there's got to okay. be a little bit of, you know, maybe they say fuck once. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be in like some booth Booth-Noth territory here. I don't know. We'll find I out. Oh, Mr. Bonker shows up. Oh, Mr. Bonker. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> no. All right, well, that's it for us, I guess. We'll catch you next time. We'll be watching Cirque du Freak, the yep, vampire. Coming assistant. back down to Earth. <laughs> coming, coming back down to Earth. Earth too. Coming All back right. down to the Cirque. Well, until then, uh, you know, you know where to find us online: Facebook, Twitter. Our Instagram is back, baby. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Our Instagram is is cracking. So, so yeah. again, over there, you know, I don't know what, what do people do on Instagram. How are we, you like us. pictures. You How hashtag, are we competing with you the follow? Egg? Like how uh, how far behind the egg are we? We're uh, last time I checked, we were about like twenty thousand behind the egg. Okay, that's we can not close bad. that gap. Okay, what the fuck is the egg? Uh, there's an egg. The world record egg is going to be the most liked picture on Instagram. Oh, it's just a picture of an egg. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. The two guys who are not on Instagram. How do we not know about this? And the two guys who aren't on Instagram do. It's incredible. Got an egg. Wow. Yeah. All right. It. Yeah. It's it's the bird box of Instagram. <laughs> huh. Wow. 
So yeah, catch us online. And you know what? If you haven't, you know, rated us on iTunes or something, you probably should. Because I don't know this, but people say it helps. They say, hey, man, you know, review us and it helps us a lot. So if it helps them a lot, maybe it'll help us a lot. So leave us a little review. Tell us what you think. What if they troll us? Oh, we'll troll them back. <laughs> okay. We'll troll them back. <laughs> Have you guys ever been trolled? We get trolled by the What a Disaster podcast people. Oh. And, and recently, Chris trolled back pretty I hard. I trolled back. I, I almost trolled back so savage. I, I, I dialed down my savagery because I was like, this is too much. But yeah. yeah. Until then, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris here with Steven. Bye. And Allison. Uh, thanks. And Patrick. Oh, 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 shit. God. No, oh, my God. oh, no. What oh, happened? Oh, God. Patrick. 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 Patrick.